if you can learn how to freelance, and this is something the term I've talked about for years, freelance is basically just selling your skills at a, at a price that is beneficial to you and the customer. This will allow you to set your rate, be as flexible as you want to be, work from anywhere you want, and essentially have control over your destiny. And you know, you, you can power your own ship, and that's a very powerful position to be in. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Ah, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Podcast. Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. So happy to have you. And today is an episode of Q&A Saturday. You know I love doing these Q&As whenever we get an email from a reader or I get a DM. And I, I try to answer the questions I think would be uh, just most helpful to everyone who's listening. And of course, if you have any questions, make sure that you either one, DM me at Daniel DiPiazza on Instagram. And by the way, you might have to type in my whole name because recently... I have been shadow banned. Dun, dun, dun. You could also email or I'm sorry, uh, DM your questions to at new wave podcast IG on Instagram. That's the handle on Instagram. You can DM your questions to one of those or you can email me daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com. So that's how you can get in contact with me to get your question featured on Q&A Saturday. And uh, make sure that you're tapped into uh, Swanwick Sleep, who's sponsoring this podcast. And I'm wearing their awesome glasses. I'm recording this at night. And uh, make sure that you're also checking out the uh, Soul Revival. Speaking of it, I'm doing here in Tucson, Arizona, here uh, coming up on March 26th, which is a Saturday. And it's going to be a fantastic event hosted by Kairos Training Culture. And I'm going to be at uh, an incredible resort. So looking forward to that as well. Check all this stuff out on newwaveentrepreneur.com. And you can check all this stuff out in the show notes. Okay, let's get into it today. Today is Q&A Saturday. Oh, forgot to mention too, by the way, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on, Spotify, iTunes, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. Okay, now get into the show. Uh, today is Q&A Saturday, answering questions. So this first one was an email, it was from Justin. And Justin basically says, uh, hey Daniel, thank you for all the information you put out on the podcast. Really enjoying listening to it. Thank you, Justin. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. How long should an entrepreneur bootstrap a company before giving up? I've tried a few different ideas. I've gone various time lengths with them, but I've never felt the urge to keep going. How long do I know I should, or how long, sorry, how long should I keep going until I know whether or not the idea is a good fit or whether I should keep moving on to try something else different? Thanks. So this is a great question because there, you know, I've thought about this a lot in my life. And first of all, thank you for having the courage to ask the question because I feel like a lot of times in the entrepreneurship culture, there is, there is this idea that you're never supposed to give up and you're always supposed to uh, fight something out to the bitter end. I think the hustle culture is like, has some of that embedded into it. And what I have found over the years is that there is a difference between uh, giving up and moving on. Giving up, I feel like, is looking at a situation and saying, I can't handle this. It's, it's exceeded my capabilities. 
uh, I'm going to drop it. And that's one way of dealing with a situation that's surpassed you. And you, you no longer can get the result that you want because it's, you know, you, you've, maybe you've, you, you haven't reached the skill level you need to or the situation out of your control. That's giving up. Moving on, in my opinion, is assessing the situation and saying, you know what, this isn't what I wanted after all, or this isn't going the direction that I think uh, I'm comfortable with going, or I just don't like where I see the future headed, <laughs> you know, or I've, or I've gotten what I wanted from the experience and I'm ready to move on. These are all examples of moving on, which is different from giving up, in my opinion. Now, both to the outside, I might look like someone giving up on, a, on an idea or on a company. You're talking about when should you give up on a company that you're bootstrapping, an idea that you're bootstrapping. And um, I just know that for me, I've had both situations in my life. Some ideas I've given up because they've been too hard or I didn't have the resources or I just was too frustrated with them. Others I've moved on from because I feel like I've either gotten the lesson, gotten the experience, you know, exited, had, you know, or just generally speaking, felt like I had grown through that project and was ready to move something you know, different. So I didn't, I didn't feel like it had defeated me essentially. I felt like I defeated it in a way. And so that is the difference between giving up and moving on. And I think you have to make a decision between, you know, which one you're doing when you're saying that you want to give up on your, on bootstrapping a company. Because I think sometimes those ideas get conflated or confused a bit. That's the first thing. And I think also just realistically, man, like there's only so much time we have in our life. And if you think about it, we spend you know, 24 hours a day and eight of those hours are sleeping. So there's a, you know, a third of it there. And then maybe four hours are in like, I don't know, just eating and showering, brushing your teeth, maintaining your life. So maybe 12, so four hours there. So maybe 12 hours total. So half of your day is gone. And then the other 12 hours goes to work when you're working on a project or you're, you're doing something that is supporting your lifestyle. And then another small piece of that would be going towards anything that's leisure at all, if you have anything, or or family life, or, or other obligations besides just making money. All that to say that there's only so much time in a day. And maybe on a good day, even if you are at work, you might only get three to four hours of very productive time during the day. And not only very productive time, because productive is, is, is like a, a ranking of how much you're getting done in that time period. But in terms of like, meaningful work and the amount of available energy you have in your day. It's only a few hours a day you probably have of peak energy. And energy really is the only thing you have at the end of at the end of everything. You know, it's just the energy you're putting into these projects and these things you're doing that's creating anything out of life. So if you are feeling like your energy is not being well spent, then you should give up that project. If you feel like you're spending that energy and you're not getting what you want back from it and you don't, you're not enjoying the process and you, you feel like the energy is being spent in vain, then that's not a project you should continue to work on. If, if, however, you feel like you are spending energy on a project that has a potential to return uh, great to you, you're enjoying doing the work and you are seeing how it's building up compounded value in your life, uh, in the lives of others, then you should keep doing that project. And, you know, there's a difference between like, the work is challenging right now, and it's not always easy versus I'm not having fun, I don't like this work. And that's different. You can really enjoy some work, but it also be challenging. And that's okay. It's kind of supposed to be like that. 
what you shouldn't be doing is work that you really, really don't enjoy at all. Um, I think most people tend to really hate their lives when they truly don't enjoy their work. It's one thing to have a challenging job. It's another thing to hate your job. So that's another thing I would consider as well. So I would say how long should you bootstrap your company before giving up? I don't think there's a definite time. I don't think it's like X amount of months, X amount of years. Uh, I think that you should, one, at least see if you can first get profitable. See if you can first successfully test uh, your offer by selling some products, trying to find a product market fit, whether that's with the service or an actual product itself. Get some customers through the door, get people to pay and validate it. And if you can get it to pay for itself, where the product or service you're selling pays for the delivery of that product plus extra, then you have a business and then you can just bootstrap it indefinitely. You know, bootstrapping can go on for like a decade. You know, it's not like it's not like you only have, you know, three months to make it. If you don't make it, you're done. It's like bootstrapping can go on for a long time. Bootstrapping is really just the alternative to taking money from someone else. You know, so unless you get investment or you get a, a, a small business loan or you fall in the lottery, bootstrapping is the way it's going to happen. So you can bootstrap however long you want to. And, you know, as long as you have a good product that's selling consistently, it'll take however long it takes to bootstrap it. And that will be that. So that's my advice, man. I hope that makes some sense to you. And just realize that you, it's okay to give up on an idea, you know, if when you're looking at it from the context of moving on, because sometimes you've absorbed the lesson or sometimes it's just not the right fit for you anymore. Or the team's not the right fit or whatever the problem. You're not interested in solving that problem anymore. And then you can say, all right, well, I feel complete with this. But my advice is try not to give up on things because they get hard, because they get challenging, because then you're going to find yourself going from task to task, from project to project, from idea to idea. And as soon as you get that resistance, you're going to say, oh, fuck, I better find something easier. And you just keep you just keep shrinking away when things get challenging. And that leads you to a string of not feeling very good about yourself. Let's put it that way. So, okay, that's what I got for that one. Here's the next question. This is coming from Ashley in Oregon. And Daniel, it says, how do I start a new business with no experience? Well, that is a very large net that we've cast here. So if I had some more, um, if I had some more context, I could give you some examples. Although I will say that when you say you have no experience, I'm assuming you say you have no experience with business and that might be true but I bet you have experience with something that it could be turned into a business or it could be turned into a product or a service that you could make into a business. And so what I would suggest, Ashley, is that you do a skill inventory first. And you would, I would suggest go down all the things in your past that you have been either paid to do in the past or that are hobbies or passions or talents of yours or that people tell you that you're good at, people ask you for, or things that you're familiar with. So these could be things you've, done for work or for play and you make a list of those things and skills that you have things that you know are bankable and then you start to look at that list and you say okay which things would I enjoy doing more often which things do I know have a, a you know a good market value and which things are in line with what is popular or trending up or in a good market right now and sit down to think about those questions and come up with a skill that you think is going to create something valuable. And it might you might not come up with this in a day, by the way. It might take you some time of thinking on this. And it could be a skill or a product. And 
it doesn't have to happen overnight, but you, you start with those ideas. That's, the, that's how you start with an idea. And then from there, you just ask a simple question, all right, well, what problem do I want to solve with my ideal customer? And from there, it's like, okay, well, I want to solve a problem. How do I get in front of that customer and say, hey, you have a problem, I can solve it. Or some people don't even know that they have the problem. And so you have to introduce the fact that they have the problem to them and then introduce the fact that you have a solution. But that's kind of putting the cart before the horse here. If you want to start a business and you have no experience, you know, one thing I could recommend to you is that you just start small by using almost like training wheels. If you have no experience in working for someone else, you develop a skill that is highly marketable digitally. So I don't know where your skill set currently lies, but if you do something like, you know, on the creative side, like design or editing or on the technical side, like development, or on the admin side, uh, or on the sales side, anything where you can be digital on the computer or on the phone. If you can, if you can get good at that, and then learn to market that skill and have other businesses pay you to come and do it for them, that's the gr- that's a great start to learning how to to get a business off the ground. If you can, if you can learn how to freelance, and this is something the term I've talked about for years. Freelance is basically just selling your skills. Uh, at a at a price that is beneficial to you and the customer. And this will allow you to set your rate, be as flexible as you want to be, work from anywhere you want, and essentially have control over your destiny. And you know, you you can power your own ship. And that's a very powerful position to be in. You know, it's not even about how much money you can make. It's more about the freedom and the time. You know, so that I think is so important. But start by getting some heavily digital skills, learning to freelance. You can even use websites like Fiverr or like Upwork, and you can find clients on there and then learn how to take them off of those sites and then build a client-based business. Now, this is just starting from scratch, but start with your skills. Now, I'd recommend that you read my book. It's called Rich 20-something, Get Your Average Job, Start an Epic Business, Score the Life You Want. It came out in 2017, uh, and it basically will just tell you how to come up with a business idea and start it from zero. There's a lot of books out there like that that will teach that, though. I'm not the only one in the world that would do that. But what I recommend, though, is definitely a skill inventory. And then also thinking about what type of business you actually want to run. Do you know, you said you have no experience, but do you have any idea of what type of business uh, is you? Uh, exciting to you? Is it going to be a service? Is it going to be a product? Is it going to be a, um, you know, is it going to be something in the crypto space? It's going to be an NFT now? Like what actually do you, I'm sure you have some idea. It's like, if I were to ask you what sport do you want to play? Wouldn't you have some idea of a sport you'd want to play, even if you don't play sports based on what you've seen on TV, based on what's interesting to you? I would guess you'd have a similar uh, understanding with um, business is that you've seen some things that are interesting to you. What are those things? And what would it take to start those projects? I'm guessing it would take um, a little bit of time to develop most ideas, but while you're at it, you might as well look into finding at least one bankable skill you can get. And by the way, if you're looking at trying to find out which skills are bankable, go onto those websites I listed like Upwork, like Fiverr, especially Upwork because it's more high priced in a lot of ways, or Thumbtack or whatever, and look at the types of skills being listed and how much they're charging and what the projects project reviews are like. And that'll give you a lot of information on what skills are bankable, what skills are in demand and what they're worth. And you can even see how much people are making on these sites. So that alone should give you some ideas of, you know, what is possible for you. But that's that's freelancing, man. And I've always been an advocate of that, you know, going on your own, 
getting your own money and it is a little bit more, you know, it can be a little bit rougher sometimes because you, it's nice to have the security of knowing you're going to get a paycheck on X amount of days, uh, you know, every month. But that's kind of a false sense of security because you can be let go anytime. And if you're not, uh, if you're not preparing for multiple income streams before you need them, then you can't get them as soon as you can't get them immediately. You have to have them set up and freelancing is a great way to develop multiple, multiple income streams. And that's so important for, you know, our, for our, our mental sanity, for honest, God's sake. So anyway, those are, yeah, I thought those were like two really interesting questions. One was about, you know, bootstrapping the company, how long should you hold on? Others is just starting up a new business. These are, are the fundamentals. I kind of think of the fundamentals kind of just like in any sport, you know, I'm always going to give jujitsu reference, but it's like, as you become more advanced, you don't stop going to fundamentals classes. In fact, you go to them and you probably take more than from them than someone who's just starting because you've you've had so many more experiences to give context over the years that the questions that you ask and the things you learn, you just take it to a new level. And uh, that's how I kind of feel about business. It's like you can get a lesson and read it in a book. And then when you go and experience it, you get a different frame of reference. And then you really get to see, like I can tell you, for instance, and we'll maybe talk about this another Q&A Saturday, but like with business finance, it's one thing to read Profit First. It's another thing to run it for multiple years and see, okay, what are the real challenges with it? You know, what are uh, what are my own psychological tendencies, you know, with money and how can I find the balance between the two? You know, and, and so that is like just an example or, you know, just like learning about things like, uh, you know, raising money. It's one thing to, to read about. It's another thing to go out and do it. So yeah, man, it's like, you, the Q&A is great for me because I get to then revisit the fundamentals and then just kind of like hopefully share some stories and reassess some of the game that I've learned so that I can analyze myself and make sure I'm on the right path. One thing I will do consistently, I know this sounds kind of weird, dude, but I will talk to myself. I will like coach myself because you're your best coach at the end of the day. And even when I'm like walking outside with the dogs, I will literally talk to myself just like I'm talking right now to you. And it's funny because like when I have my microphone and my headphones in, people think I'm talking on the phone. I'm just talking to myself. But I will coach myself and I'll say, okay, how did this week go? How do you feel about this? What was your response to that? You know, what could you have done better or differently? And I will have a whole conversation, a whole ass conversation, and I will analyze myself. And I think that self-reflection is really important and powerful. So I will do it with, with these questions too. I will ask these questions of you, you know, um, or I, I will answer these questions of for, for you here on the podcast, and I will also analyze my own, uh, you know, moves in the past, and hopefully, you know, just looking back on stuff will always show you areas where you can improve. So anyway, hope these Q and A's are useful for you guys. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever uh, platform you're listening to. This on the water's warm, the tide is rising. So let's get on and jump on and get in this water and jump on this new wave. <laughs> Daniel.